Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome back. This is your host, David Dodge of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Today, I am joined by a good friend and a St. Louis local, Edward O'Daniel. Hey, Edward, how are you, sir? Awesome. Awesome here. Great to be with you this morning, David. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast today, Edward. I, uh, I'm in, I've been meaning to connect with you. It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke last anyway. And, you know, I get people reaching out all the time that are outside of the Midwest and they're wanting to buy properties here locally in St. Mm -hmm. Louis uh, because we have a good market for cash flow. Absolutely. And I've been giving out your information left and right to individuals. And I just wanted to bring you on today and just kind of touch base with you. Let's talk a little bit about the St. Louis market. Let's talk a little bit about you and your business, St. Louis Property Management. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we can just expand and have a little fun while we're doing it, man. No, I appreciate it here. As a matter of fact, um, one of the things I uh, was looking at here is I, was, I haven't quite finished your bird book yet. I've been going through that. I've been having fun. A lot of great information in there. But one of the topics that really stuck out to me, well, several, several subjects that sort of have to do with the investors that want to invest locally. You know, you get contacted by a lot of people that want to buy properties, And then I get contacted by a lot of people who, once they buy them from you, they want us to manage it for them. But the problem that I see is they get themselves into trouble. And this is where I try to tell people to get me involved, you know, get the property manager involved, you know, sort of in acquisition time. So we can kind of help you understand your total cost with buying that property. So um, just one of the biggest problems that I see people do is I see people um, sorry, in chapter four of your book, you cover about why rentals. You say, you know, why rentals? And one of the main topics that people invest is cash flow, which is one of the primary reasons people do. Now, cash flow, unfortunately, the problem with cash flow is that you have to be able to get all of your deferred maintenance and your high maintenance cost items done initially on the purchase. That's right. If you don't, if you have an old 20 year old or 25 year old furnace or air conditioning unit, that's going to hurt you because typically people, once they buy it, they somehow refinance it or they buy it. um, However they buy it, they typically finance it using the leverage that you talked about in that same chapter. But the problem with that is, is once you leverage it, you sort of upfront capital expenses are all encompassed inside of that loan. Now, everything that you pay outside of there has to be done through using your cash flow. Now, here's where the problem is. You have a lot of this, you know, you could have five, 10,000 or even more dollars worth of deferred maintenance. Yeah. on that property that you need to do. And that needs to be included in the purchase and fix up cost. I know you had another chapter in your book for that, but those right. are, that's great information. You're taking and, me back, back to the book and actually going to, <laughs> to the glossary here, like chapter four, what did I write? <laughs> well, I love it, man. You know what? Speaking of that, it's funny that you bring that up, Edward, because we have a rental right now that's turning mm-hmm. over and we didn't rehab it when we bought it. We borrowed the money to do so, and we still have it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, we refied it in a package of three other rentals. Yep. And when we did that, they didn't, um, you know, they didn't go in all the property. So we, you know, we got a really good appraisal on the property. But now, mm-hmm. now it's kind of come back to bite us because 
it's it's being vacated and you know we have to put about 15 grand into it so luckily we saved that money and we put it aside and didn't spend it foolishly mm -hmm. uh but yes now we have to go back and do that so if we didn't have that already and we bought it and we refied it we would be stuck we would really be stuck with the property that needs you know fifteen thousand dollars essentially worth of work so mm -hmm. i mean that is a great point that you bring up um about the well, capbacks if you would have just thought back before, I mean, if you would have just, again, had the foresight of whatever, but if, if that 15 grand would have been like, if you would have been able to buy the property vacant and do all those repairs up front, I mean, what's 15 grand, maybe like another hundred to $150 at the interest rate, like another payment on, on your principal interest taxes and insurance, right. it would have been maybe another $150 of total overall cost, but you would have zero maintenance on it, you know, zero upfront maintenance costs for probably years. That's right. And then that's when, you, that's when the, those cash flow calculations really come in handy. That's and right. that's where I see a lot of the out-of-state investors start failing in St. Louis market because they buy them as is and they don't anticipate that $5,000 or $8,000 cost. And then they look at us like the bad guys when we go through and when it goes vacant and says, you need to paint it. The carpet, you know, we don't put carpet back in. You know, we, we put hardwood floors in because, you know, that's just another expense you don't want. Right. And by the time we do all these numbers, it's, you know, eight, 10 grand and they don't like it. <laughs> they don't so, like it at that point. That's right. No, well, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what people can do that aren't outside or that are outside the St. Louis market or they're not in the Midwest and they're coming from the coast and they're wanting to buy. Cause I personally get inquiries all the time on little houses that, you know, I may pick up for less than 30 or 40 grand, right? Like I literally just wholesaled one that I bought for five and sold it for 10, right? Not a home mm -hmm. run deal by any means, but I still left ten or fifteen thousand on the bone uh, sure. for the for the investor who's going to fix it up uh, and rent it out, right? So it's not necessarily all bad, but uh, let's just maybe start, you know, from the beginning, right? So if you're outside of the St. Louis market, some of the mm -hmm. things to kind of keep in mind, right? Uh, buying really, really cheap isn't always a great thing. Okay, typically no. when you buy a property that's five, ten, twenty, maybe even as low as thirty grand in some cases. Uh, you're going to most likely be in really bad areas, right? Or the property is in such, such distress that it's going to require you a ton of money to fix up. I kind of have a rule of thumb, Edward. I don't know about you, but I don't like buying properties that the rehab cost is more than the purchase price. You know, I've done mm -hmm. it many times, but my rule of thumb is if that's the case, let's avoid it at all costs because you are pretty much taking on a lot of risk at that point right? If the value of the property is literally lower than the repairs, something's wrong with this situation. Yeah. Either the street's terrible, the zip code's terrible, or the property is just not even worth fixing up, right? So that's one thing to keep in mind, guys. Another thing is don't chase returns, right? Whenever you see investors or wholesalers marketing their deal and they say, you can get a 25% return. Well, maybe for a year or two, until that tenant moves out and they leave yes. the house destroyed. Yes. And then you got to calculate in your vacancy and you got to calculate in all these other issues, right? So I think the best approach, if you aren't in the St. Louis market and you are wanting to invest here, number one, learn the market, right? Mm -hmm. Learn the market, figure out what's, what's a, what, what are the good areas and what are the bad areas and figure out what the rates of rent are, right? That's probably where I would start next. I would try to find a deal in an area that has a low cost of a home for a high rent rate. But again, Correct. not too low. Don't chase these, these crazy 20 plus percent returns because at the end of the day, yeah, you might get a 20% return for a one year. 
or mm -hmm. two or even three. But then what's going to happen is you're going to have a negative return. You're going to have to have come out of pocket probably all the money you made over the last two or three years just to get the house to, in the right condition. Correct. So again, be weary on, the, on, on, on you know, where you invest, right? What am I missing here? No, I mean, you're exactly it. And, and right now it's not, it wouldn't be uncommon for people, our clients that I have to invest in those areas that you're talking about, David, but they don't put all of their eggs in one basket. Yes. So, I mean, it's good to diversify. If you want to have lower income rentals with higher returns to offset maybe your, your higher, you know, your class A or maybe high B properties where, you know, you're, you've got less return, but less risk. People do that a lot. But again, you go back to, you need to make sure that your deferred maintenance, that 25% return you talked about, it's great while the person's living in there, but it has a 20 year old furnace. The water heater is rusted and leaking and yeah. you've got $8,000 worth of work that should have been factored into the total purchase price and done when you bought the property. And you should have factored those costs into your calculations. Now that 25 might drop to a 14, yep. but the 14 is going to be consistent. Now it's going to be a solid consistent because all the deferred maintenance has been taken care of. So my advice to people would be is, get your property manager involved during the acquisition so they can be Ooh, I have, you know what i have not heard this being talked about a lot we we do this no. occasionally but this is a gold nugget so please i don't want to interrupt i just want to emphasize how important this point is go ahead i we try to tell our clients if you're buying properties here um please get us involved let us verify and this is no offense to you or any of the other wholesalers but my clients, I said, let me verify that the rent price is what they're talking about. Because there have been prices where the tenants that are in there are paying higher than market rates to make that 25% look good. But then when they vacate and we can only rent it for $200 less a month, because that's what the market rate is. Did you follow me on that? Yep. yep. So the market rate is less than what they had in there. Now their 25% return isn't so great. And they blame us for that. Like, why can't you re-rent it for what it was? for what it was already rented for. Well, it's above market rent and the property doesn't, you know, it's not fixed up or doesn't have the amenities to demand that rent. So get us involved so we can check the rent price to make sure that's good and your rental calculations is accurate, as well as let us go through it and find out all the problems that we know you're gonna have whenever you pick this property up here. We could tell you, you need to fix this. You need to fix this. Just yeah. get it taken care of. Put the, you know, let's just say you buy it for 40. You know, put the additional 10 grand in it now, finance it, or wrap it like you did with multiple loans, you know, together, that's fine because the cost is only going to be a few hundred dollars more and you're going to have years, years of little to no maintenance and your cash flow is truly going to be your cash flow at that point. That's right. Guys, the reason I brought Edward on today is because Edward is the owner of St. Louis Property Management and he is mm -hmm. literally one of my favorite property managers here in town. Uh, because he actually cares about his customers, right? He's not just saying, hey, bring me a property. I'll manage it and take the fee and good luck. Like, no, he cares. He's literally telling you to get him involved in the process of the acquisitions, guys. And again, just an amazing individual here. So Edward is uh, St. Louis Property Management. Again, this can be found at ST Lewis PM or St. Louis spelled out PM for property management.com, guys. Go check out Edward. Connect with Edward. Edward can be reached directly as well at 314-757-0025, all right? And I'm not trying to just, you know, promote, promote, promote Edward. However, I am trying to bring light to the value that he provides to the market here in St. Louis and to his customers, guys. So again, check out stlewispm.com to learn more 
about Edward and Edward's property management company. So Edward, you are willing to help people on the acquisitions because you care and you want to retain long relationships with your customers. Man, I love Correct. it. So much value there, right? Um, you yeah. personally are buying properties and flipping properties and, and hold rentals as well. So you're, you're dealing with an investor that's also a property manager, not just a property manager, guys. There's a big difference there. I've worked with with companies in the past that were just property management and right. you know, they're just all about fees. That's how they make their money. But as Edwards, he knows he is an investor that, you know, you, you want to be as fair as you possibly can on both sides of these transactions here. I well, love it. Edward, would, what, go ahead. No, I would say there's a, something else involved with that too. Not only are we a sort of investor friendly and a lot of the property management companies that of course they want their fees is how they continue to stay in business. As long as their fees are fair, the biggest thing I didn't hear you say is that the way of being able to control costs. And that's so, the thing. You're um, right. If um, every time something is done, you just can't simply just keep throwing contractors and having people go out there and you just keep getting bill after bill after bill every month. You know, at some point you kind of have to go on site and do a sort of site survey to say, Hey, you know, Mr. Client, you need to fix all of these items together. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be getting killed in maintenance fees. Yeah. And it's going to be cheaper to, to tackle a lot of things at once as well, because your guys are there and they're making less trips to the hardware store and, you know, so many things like that. So um, let's take a step back just for a second, Edward, and let's just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things people need to be aware of if they are looking to invest here in the Midwest or specifically here in the St. Louis area, right? Mm -hmm. Um Cash flow. That's what we all like when it comes to real estate. And cash Absolutely. flow is what's left after everything has been paid, right? So when we are buying a property, you know, Edward and I have mentioned a few times now, uh, handling all the big issues up front. You know, we highly recommend you do that. That's called CapEx. And we like to fix all that stuff when we buy the property mm -hmm. um, or when we have the ability to, but the sooner the better, right? Because if not, it's going to bleed you dry. You know, as we mentioned, another thing that you want to be aware of is your vacancy. This needs to be calculated in when you're, whenever you are uh, determining your return on investment or how much cash flow, you need to know what your vacancy rate is going to be, right? Correct. You also need to calculate in a maintenance expense, right? Every single month, no matter what. Even if you had just rehabbed a house and spent thirty or forty thousand dollars updating it, you're still going to have maintenance, guys. It happens. Things break. It just happens. You know, temperatures and humidities can affect things in the house and wear and tear. It just happens. Things break. Um, so other than vacancy and CapEx and maintenance, what am I missing here? Property management cost. Property management. Boom. So, I mean, you, you also need to factor that into your total overall expense. And as long as you can calculate, you know, even a fair number of just like 10, 10, 10 on all of that um, mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then your deal still cash flows after all of that that's when you're really looking to be in good shape. That's right. So those are the expenses, guys. So how do we calculate our cash flow? Well, we pay all those expenses with what? With rent. Because we're Correct. buying these properties as investments and we're renting them out. So the rent comes in and let's say the rent's a thousand and you know, our, um, our mortgage plus our property management plus our maintenance plus a vacancy, which isn't really an expense. It's a phantom expense, but it's a cost mm -hmm. is regardless of how you look at it. Uh, then what's left over is our cash flow. Now, the coolest part about the St. Louis market is we have a good, uh, a good market for cash flowing, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of markets, it's, it's very difficult to cash flow, if not impossible, especially if you were on the coasts. But oh, here yeah. in St. Louis, um, my rule of thumb is 1%. 
right? I'm typically looking for a property that I can buy mm -hmm. um, and be all into that property and collect 1% of that all in cost in the monthly rent. And the cool Correct. thing about the 1% rule is it almost guarantees cash flow, right? Yes. Somewhere around 200, maybe even as high as 300, depending on the property. But you can almost guarantee cash flow when you buy properties using the 1% rule. Now, the cool thing is, is I have some properties at the 2% rule, Absolutely. which literally means I'm bringing in 2% now. But here's the thing. We talked about this in the very beginning. The properties in the 2% category versus the 1% category, the maintenance always seems to be higher on those properties. Correct. The vacancy always seems to be a little higher on those properties. And for whatever reason, the CapEx on those properties doesn't come every seven to 10 years. It's every three to five, right? <laughs> well, keep in mind, guys, we're in St. Louis. We have all four seasons here. So we get that the hot too. summer and we get the cold winters, the ice storms, you know, the trees falling, you know, we get tornadoes, we get all kinds of stuff here. So yes, there are unexpected expenses, you know, that, that are going to pop up. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you are able to find yourself a good property and you get yourself a good property manager, hint, 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And you, and you, and you bring the property manager in on the acquisition of the property so they can tell you if this is going to be a good deal or not. Cause I'm sure that there's situations probably Edward where you turn away business. Like, no, I don't want to manage the house that's in this much disrepair or that's in this particular area of town. It's, it's probably not worth our time, but that's really good information to have as an right. outsider. You know, thinking, well, everyone else told me this is a great deal. Well, that's because they're trying to sell you the deal, right? Right. Big well, difference there. I've actually had to let clients go, unfortunately. I mean, people come into um, It's not unfortunate at all, Edward. Yeah. It's fortunate. It's fortunate that's what for happens. you. Yeah. Right? I mean, they buy 10, 15, 20 unit packages um, all together, but they do just what we talked about earlier. They buy them and then expect them to move forward generating cash flow. And they've already gone through them. So they know the dis you know, the, the maintenance that needs to be done on them, but then they don't want to get them fixed and they want to squeeze these properties for every bit of money. And we just kind of have to let clients go like that. You know, I mean, there's one thing I do want to mention on this topic and that's, you know, real estate isn't very, it's not, it's not as passive as we all think, mm -hmm. right? Even when you have a property manager, right? It's still not completely passive because the property is going to need work at some point and the property manager is there to just facilitate that the owner still has to make the decisions and pay those bills. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. yeah, I just want to reiterate what you're saying. I think it's very important to have, you know, a, a property manager that's really on top of it. Well, and one of the biggest things we saw is you talked about vacancy. One of the biggest, you know, the ways that investors really make money are renewals. Renewals, keep the tenants in there year after year after year. That's when you start making all your money that year two, year three, and even year five and beyond. Well, how do you keep somebody in there? Yeah. How do you keep somebody in that property? That's right. You keep them in there because they have a, they have a good property manager. They take care of the maintenance. They feel safe in it. They feel like if there's a problem, somebody is going to take care of them in their particular place. And of course, one of the things I tr try to tell our clients is you should look at refreshing the property, you know, at least every five to seven years, you know, even going through and touching up some of the paint and making the rooms look fresher. Cause that gives people a, a sense of, Hey, I'm living in a new house. And it kind of refreshes everything rather than having to move out. Cause I guarantee you a painting cost of maybe, you know, five to $800 to do or several sometimes rooms. Sometimes less, man. Sometimes yeah. it's like 400, right? Exactly. Right. It's going to be a lot less than thousands of what it's going to take to renovate that property and get it back on the market. And, and you got to think one vacant month, sometimes maybe a thousand dollars. 
Correct. Right. And even exactly. if the property, here's the thing a lot of people don't really understand, or I shouldn't say that, that people discount, right? Is a property goes vacant. You're like, okay. And then you get your guys in there to, to, to get it rent ready again. You do your turnover and it may Got or it. may not need updates, but even if it doesn't, you're still typically looking at, you know, anywhere from three to 10 days to turn the property over typically. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you Correct. have to start leasing it again. So even if you get a leasing person in there, that's awesome. And they get at least within, you know, let's say another week or less, it doesn't mean that that individual is going to be moved in right away. They may want to sign the lease for the first of the month and it could be the 18th. So it's just, there's just time that you always have to be factoring in when it comes to this. So I think that might be one of the best tips that we've heard all day here is, you know, going in and doing a light refresh when you have a tenant that's renewing is an, is an amazing option because, you know, I've had tenants that have stayed for four or five years and it's only because of that. At year two, I'll bring in a carpet cleaning company and we'll mm -hmm. go in and we'll touch up all the paint and, you know, and, and clean the windows and just do a little extra, maybe spend seven or eight, $900, you know, but what ends up happening is I reduce having a vacancy for 24 to 36 more months because they stay. And when you have a tenant that stays for, you know, four five, six years, guys, or longer, I've had some, not, not that I've owned the whole time, but I've bought the tenants have been there for 20 years. Well, and you know, we even like, have a, the, the even biggest thing we go is we even, if the tenants have been staying there and, you know, we kind of try to schedule this along lease renewals. So that way we can even try to squeeze in and not a one-year renewal, but even a two-year renewal a two -year. with a rent increase by just saying, Hey, we're going to come get this stuff fixed up. And we even let the tenant do in a sense, some form of color picking. Like we have certain colors that will go in there that are neutral and letting the tenant pick those colors or which one they would like gives them the option like they're decorating their own house, isn't that a, which isn't that means a, they're more invested in it. Man, that's, that's a good piece of advice right there. I didn't even think of that. You know, you could do so, that I mean, with- We, we uh, don't paint. do blues or oranges or purples. No, no, I mean, but give them those, three or four different types of grays or beiges or whatever. So what? It's simple, you know? You don't yeah, exactly. have to love them. That, that's, that is an amazing tool. Well, Edward, hey, thanks for coming on today. Uh, let's, uh, let's give the audience, you know, a little parting uh, tip or trick, something along those lines. Um, for again, you know, we have a lot of people that are looking to invest here in the Midwest. They reach out all the time mm -hmm. and I recommend them use you as a property manager, just because you're a friend, you've been in the game for a minute. Uh, you're not just a property manager, but you are also an investor. And the fact that you literally say, Hey, bring me in into the process of acquiring. So we can at least help you and tell you, you know, you should do this or not do this or run in some cases. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, what well, you got, man? One, uh, one last tip or trick for us. Well, I would like for the, the investors out there listening to this to sit back and, and understand that David, Discount Property Investors, St. Louis Property Management, we're all a part of the same team. We're on oh, your yeah. team. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing that I want you to think about it is that when, you, when you're buying a property from Discount Property Investors and you're like, okay, great. You know, we know it needs work, whatever. Let's get Edward involved in his company. They're going to tell us what we need. We'll figure out and kind of create this nice little balance we can in turn bring our contractors on board to do some of the work, you know, to get that stuff fixed up and, and get it up to that particular speed for your appraisal. But just think of us as your team. We're not individual players. David and I and, his, and our companies can communicate directly with each other to benefit Absolutely. you because I'm getting a client, hopefully a long-term client, and David's getting a sell of his property. So everybody wins in this factor. So and then if you look at us as a team, yeah, you know, we're gonna work out much better. On a property that's cash flowing, and, and they have been set up for success. You nailed it. Edward, That's it. thank you so much for coming on. Guys, check Edward out. 
stlouispm.com. That's St. Louis Property Management. And uh, again, Edward is a personal friend of mine. And uh, he and I would love to take care of you guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.